Welcome back to the STG Fitness Podcast. Tonight, we got a very, very interesting topic. I think it's going to get pretty personal tonight. Um, and that's in applying faith to both fitness and life. Um, I'm excited to dive into this topic. And this, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, we got Clark on the line tonight. Hey, yo. And Jesse is not on the line. He is actually currently on his way um, to Reno, where he'll then fly out to Illinois to hang out with me for the rest of the week to prep me for my powerlifting meet on Saturday and uh, be my coach and handler. So we're definitely getting excited for that. And by the time this episode is aired, it is Jesse's birthday. So we want to wish Jesse a very happy birthday. I'm excited to see you in a couple hours, but we'll start out like that. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jesse, from me as well. And if you're listening to us and you know him, be sure to wish him a happy birthday on Monday. It's on Monday, May 10th. Yes. Yeah. So Clark and I are going to take this thing tonight. Uh, we're definitely excited to change it up a little bit. There's no special guest. The three, it's not the three of us tonight, just, just two of us. And, uh, we're excited to get this thing going, but before we do, we'll start this episode out like we usually do. Uh, talking about training and life updates. Clark, what do you got for us? Yeah, um, pretty crazy right now with life. We got practicals coming up all week this week for school. And then the week after that, it's finals week. And then whew, get to take a break for two weeks. And I'm going to be going back home, um, not to Illinois, um, to Texas for break. So it'll be nice um, to, to be able to do that after these next two weeks. But Going one week at a time. I've got a whole week of practicals this week, whole week of lifting this week. Last week, this past week, I guess, went really well for lifting. Hit some um, new, I guess you would call them PRs, even though they're not really a PR. It's like for my five reps, they were PRs. So I, I was feeling really good every week. It's gone up. Every week has been continuing to feel better and better. Hopefully I didn't just jinx it. I just knocked on wood. <laughs> and I'm hoping to carry that momentum into, into this week. And I, I feel like a broken record saying this so many times, but like things are just going great in the weight room. So that's awesome. Yeah. It, I remember like starting out and like even during preps too, like hitting those volume PRs, those are definitely a good feeling. So excited for you, excited to see what you can do at the end of this program. I'm excited to see the numbers you throw up. I, yeah, I am too. I'm like, I don't know what to expect. Cause like I have numbers in my mind of what I think I might get to, but then at the same time, like I'm trying to just tune that out and just go in. And because I feel like if, say if I put 275 in my head, then I'm going to just go for that number. And when I get it, I'm not going to try to go higher. So I'm like trying to tune out that noise, try to tune out those numbers and just go into it and do the best I can. Yeah. I, I don't know if you feel this way with Jesse's programming, but the last few times when I have like had, had a meet day or like a max out day, it, the number is always a, a surprise to me. Like, it's always like a number, like I wouldn't have guessed, like, and usually it's higher than what I was shooting for. Um, I know in my last meet, like Jesse was saying some numbers for my third attempts. And I was like, you really think I'm going to hit that number? <laughs> and then like, <laughs> and then we go in and it moved really well. So, it, I mean, I love the surprises and I'm, you know, I'm excited. Hopefully Saturday we, we get some really good surprises as well, but uh, no uh, training for me has been good. We've been staying in the pocket uh, the last week just because, you know, being so close to a powerlifting meet, 
you don't want to do anything crazy or out of the ordinary and throw your body off, throw your mental game off or anything like that. So past week has been very controlled, uh, very smooth. Um, some big numbers are starting to move really well. So that gives me the confidence going into the Saturday that we could be seeing some big numbers move on that platform. But, uh, but yeah, life in general has been busy. I've been applying or I've been interviewing for a lot of different jobs. And I, I was telling Clark before we hit record on this podcast, I've got four interviews over the next two days. So just staying busy with that, staying busy with work. And then just very excited to have uh, Jesse come out here um, tomorrow night, spend the week with him because, you know, I haven't seen him in over a year and just being able to train with him and, you know, go up to Wisconsin and put up a fight on the platform. Just just really excited right now. And I'm um, just very humbled to uh, just be in the place I'm at in life and, you know, hoping that the blessings continue because it just seems like a lot of great things are in store here pretty soon. So excited, very excited. Yeah. It's an exciting time of the year. Yeah. For sure. Every, you know, not in Arizona, but you know, most places the weather's getting nicer finally again, Arizona, it's always nice, but you know, weather's getting nicer, you know, school's starting to wind down. Some people are out of school and everybody's looking forward to summer. And I urge you to think like, Hey, this summer is the summer that you're going to get stronger and you're going to get better, not just in lifting, but in faith. And like, I grew so much over summers and so many aspects of life every year. And a lot of people use it to be lazy. If you use it for growth, the amount that you're going to get you're going to gain over your classmates, your teammates, your colleagues is invaluable. And I urge you to like, even, even if you're just going into a job from nine to five, like me, I worked in Dick's over summers, like Dick's Sporting Goods. Um, And I thought, man, this isn't really doing much. Like it's kind of boring, just making, you know, my paycheck and leaving and getting stronger, but you know, it builds resilience. It builds character, you know, it makes you, I mean, I wasn't going to be a shoe salesman my whole life. So it built like, you know, sometimes you got to buckle down and do things to get money or get what you want, even though you don't want to do it. It's part of the process. And like I said, I urge you to take this season of your life and just try and blossom because you don't want to have wasted a whole summer. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I I think I have some stories that I'll share later down the road in this episode um, that revert back to how important summers can be in terms of like your personal growth and in your faith as well. So I guess without further ado, let's, let's get right into this topic. And again, just to reiterate the topic of tonight or this, this week's episode is applying faith to fitness in life and to directly apply it to fitness. um, We'll start, getting into the topic, just diving in faith, applying faith to fitness. I'm having trouble speaking right now, but um, how do you go about this? I mean, the biggest thing to me is like, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but once you start doing something for a while, it just kind of turns in into second nature. But I think the biggest thing is a lot of people view them as two separate things, you know, I go to church, I read the Bible and I go to the gym, you know, and and the two things aren't so hand in hand, like just looking at it from a bird's eye view to be like, man, these two things go exactly together. It's not like, oh, fitness and basketball or like fitness and baseball, you know, it's hard to 
hard to really see from the outside a connection, but once you go down into the bones of it and see, okay, faith is helping me become a stronger person, help me become more resilient and, you know, be able to tune out environment and it's a stress relief. That's exactly what lifting is. And that's exactly what faith is. So once you really start to think of it you see a lot of the connections, but a lot of that, like when I first started lifting, like seriously, my sophomore year of college, and I mean, really my freshman year of college, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, it was kind of just like, you know, I'm focusing on fitness while I'm in here. And I mean, I wasn't doing anything bad or wrong. I just didn't think of the connection of faith. And then it wasn't until junior year when I really started to get involved more with the church that I started to carry, not just over to lifting, but to school and to relationships and to family life, the aspects of church. And I realized, man, this is helping elevate my fitness too. So I think the biggest way to go about it is like, I know it sounds cliche and it sounds like it's not like, duh, but get involved with church more, get dive into the word more. You know, me, I met with my, I meet with the pastor of the church every, every week, once a week, just to talk about how the week went, like what I read, how I'm applying it to my life. And as you start to do that more, you'll start to realize, you know, I'm no pastor, but I have learned from many people that, Hey, like when I read this part of the Bible, like sure they're, you know, slaughtering animals or, you know, they're sacrificing someone, but that it doesn't mean you literally have to do that. you know, it's, it's the message of it. Like, Oh, Jesus sacrificed himself for us. You know, we need to do some things to sacrifice, sacrifice in quotes ourselves in like, you know, so, so we can live a more fulfilled life. You know, sometimes we have to give up things that we think are fun because that's just not the right thing to do. Or we have to give up something that we think is right when it's not going to help our family get into a better spot. So I think just in general, becoming more involved with faith is going to then just cause it to trickle down into fitness and you're going to see gains there. So now that was a three minute answer, I'll let you talk. No, no. All right. No, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I think, to go back to the very beginning of what you said, I feel like a lot of people do have that, that issue or not issue. They have trouble connecting or tying in. Okay. How does faith intertwine with fitness? And for me, that never really clicked personally, never clicked with me until really until we started STG fitness. I never really thought of my faith being incorporated with my fitness really in any aspect. I, I didn't like see the two, um, intertwining. And then once I started working out with you and Jesse, and once we started to really develop strength through God fitness, um, that really started to become a focal point for me in terms of my growth and my faith. And I'd say a big thing for me is a lot of my prayer time comes when I'm walking throughout the day and getting my cardio in throughout the week. Um, you know, I make it a point of emphasis to at least four to five times a week on 30 to 45 minute walks. And that's kind of my time to um, reflect on just my life, kind of have my conversations with God. And then also um, just growing throughout my faith, like really appreciating the simple things in life and um, just kind of appreciating the nature in general. Um, I'd say that's been a big focal point for me, but also, um, you know, the fact that, you know, we are running a, a faith-based fitness company, I feel like a lot of people look to us as well um, to kind of be those examples in the weight room and everything like that. 
And for me, um, it's been normalized to almost have conversations with people uh, with their faith and about my faith as well um, while I'm lifting, while I'm at the gym or, you know, just talking with people on Instagram as well is, you know, I've had people message me separately is, hey, how do I incorporate my faith with my fitness? How do I continue to grow in my faith? And I think that's kind of been one of the most rewarding parts of, you know, starting STG Fitness is I feel like a lot of people kind of look to us and it's a really cool thing to be able to help others grow in their faith and grow personally as well. Yeah, you, you talk about how people look to you and ask you about faith and like you kind of kind of look at you as an example in the weight room and everywhere. And I think, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, you know, whatever side of the lens that you view it from me, it's fortunately um, when you're a follower of Christ and you're very into it and you're invested and you use that platform to help build yourself in other areas of life, which is an awesome thing, you know you're going to be more under the microscope. You know, if you're in the way, if you're pitching and like a strength through God fitness, or, you know, you're pitching, you know, I want to do a, a God-based business or whatever, it, whatever it is, like all the time you're going to be looked at as, okay, if they make one mistake, then, you know, they're a hypocrite or, you know, they're doing something wrong. And I'm not saying you can't make a mistake, but you have to be more intentional with things you're doing. You know, I'm not going to be you know, I, I wouldn't do this anyway, but I'm not going to be, you know, in the weight room, you know, laughing at people or, or you know, fighting people for a machine or, or you know, trying to one up people on the weights, whatever it might be, you know, yeah. like, because if, if you're doing that, then they're going to just look at you and be like, you know, this, this is hypocritical. And, you know, that's how it is in life too. You know, me, like I, I you know, pitch the word of Jesus a lot. And if I'm out doing, you know, whatever with whoever you know and causing trouble then they're going to be like you know is that something I want to follow you know they're just a bunch of hypocrites sometimes like that's what people may you know I don't believe this but that's what people may think when they when they look at you so like a lot of times as a Christian you're under the microscope and I think with fitness like I said about you know obviously like you should have a good character not to fight people in the gym but you know like just making sure you're saying like hey like you know this strength isn't mine or, or whatever it is, just knowing that and applying faith to fitness that way is, you know, going to help tremendously, um, not only with your performance, but it's going to help you reach out to more people, which is really the mission of the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, was there anything you want to add to how you're applying faith to fitness? Like, has anything like necessarily like clicked with you or not clicked with you? Um, while trying to do this? You know, I don't really think there was a certain point where like something clicked and I was just like, yep, I'm doing this now. Or, oh, wow, I need to do this more often. Like it was kind of just a gradual thing, you know, getting more involved with church caused me to like bring church over to more aspects of my life. And then, you know, starting STG helped it increase a little bit. And then now as we've been continuing doing that, that's been getting a lot better. But um, I know for a lot of people that are in the faith and fitness industry, um, that with them, a big thing that they struggled with in the gym was comparing themselves or like how they looked or how they, how much they lifted, um, versus another person. And they would just let that fester in them. And ultimately, you know, like some people were, are so fixated on a number that they're lifting that 
if they don't get it, then they overthink it and they end up getting less than they, than they should get, you know, and they sacrifice form and stuff like that. And it hurts, hurts your performance and it hurts your body literally. So I think a lot of people that I know were like, okay, well, I started realizing that the mission of the church is to not compare yourself with others and not to compare your life with someone else's because at the end of the day, we've all fallen short of God. So I'm taking that over to the weight room and thinking, Hey, like I'm as strong as I am and I'm getting the weight that I am because that would, that was what I was made to be. And the way I'm made to be is exactly how I wanted, how I was wanted to be by God. So like, I know a lot of people that, that, that clicked in them just one day at the gym and then their performance boosted. Um, that didn't personally happen to me. I usually don't struggle with the comparing, um, in the gym, but I think that's, that's a big way to apply faith to fitness as well. And that's like a tactical example of what I was talking about before. Yeah. I would, I would honestly say before we started STG fitness, that was something that I struggled with, with the fitness industry is I, I always kind of fell into that trap of, you know, comparing yourself to others. And, um, I think a very big point of powerlifting is it, it's really, it's really just you, like you gotta be strong for yourself and strong through your faith and just understand that, you know, everything is in God's timing, you know, whether that's going to be, if you're trying to hit 700 pound deadlift or whatever feet you're trying to hit. Um, I think it's, it's having that faith. And then also, again, avoiding the, the comparison trap that I think is all too common throughout the fitness industry. And I think it's something that's being brought up a lot more though. I think this is definitely something like a movement that has been normalized in conversation, really just trying to apply it to bettering yourself day in and day out. But I definitely think the comparison game is, is there still festering in the industry, but I don't know if that's something that would ever go away, you know? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm just like, I just want to put a plug in for powerlifting right now. I know this is kind of off topic, but like I, I'm realizing that I should have played an individual sport my whole life, dude. Because no, I don't know I about you. No, because, I definitely feel the same way. Yeah, I, I know you're. So in college, for those of you guys that don't know, me and Grant had a had a similar like a similar back like I guess backstory now because it's over, but like both of us, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but we both kind of fell victim to like the politics of team sports. You know, both of us kind of felt like, you know, we probably should have been getting more playing time than we really did. Me, it was pretty much none at all. Grant, it was more than he should have. I felt like I should have gotten some playing time and Grant felt like he probably should have gotten more. Is that correct? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And even like in high school, you know, obviously we're both college athletes. So we both were, were good athletes and presumably played a lot in high school. But, you know, there was still some of that, you know, in basketball, like plays aren't necessarily designed for you to score as much. And in baseball, you know, you may play a lot, but maybe you're not in the batting order where you want to be, or, you know, maybe you're only DHing when you want to be in the field and you think you deserve to play in the field. Um, so like both of us have kind of fallen victim to, to like the politics of the team sport and, you know, doing everything you can and beating someone out and being better than someone else in a proven fashion and still not getting it, getting something because of one way or another, you know, powerlifting, it is literally all on you, you know, 
can you pick this weight up? Can you push this weight off your chest? Can you bend down and stand back up with this weight on your back? And, you know, if you're a baseball player, a basketball player, and you eat McDonald's every day, if the coach loves you and thinks you're great, you're still going to play. If you eat McDonald's all day, every day, and you do a powerlifting meet, you're not going to look good. You're not going to do good. And it's, and it's, you know, people, you're going to get, you know, smoked out at a competition, you know, and, and it's all on you, you know, whereas in, in basketball, you know, your team might lose, but, oh, so-and-so also on our team could have done more. And that's why it's making me think like, man, I should have been doing these sports where like, like, cause you know, I, I spent so long with basketball and I know Grant spent so long with baseball, like perfecting our bodies, perfecting our craft. And, you know, sometimes it didn't make a difference, you know, whereas in bodybuilding, it actually shows and you actually like get results and you can see those results and it feels so amazing. You know, I'm like, man, I should have played golf or tennis my whole <laughs> life or what like, cause you know, who knows? No, definitely. And I, I definitely agree with you. And I, you bring up a very, just a very good point on the key aspects. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't fake the fact you can deadlift X amount of weight. You can't fake the fact, you know, if your diet is terrible, like it's going to show like regardless. Yeah. And if you don't put in the time preparing and lifting and building up the weights and like, you know, basketball, you can show up not having practiced for three months and still get playing time and, you know, still maybe perform, you know, somewhat decent, but lifting, like if you don't show up and you try to squat 475 pounds and you haven't touched a weight in three months, like it's going to show, or you're going to feel it, you know, you're going to be in the hospital. So I, (laughs) so like, this is a big tangent that I'm going on right now, but this was something I was thinking about the other day. So if you're oh, not th- in powerlifting, th- no, yeah. If you're not in powerlifting, think about it. Yeah. I thought you were about to take tangent part two. No, no, that was the tangent. And that was just <laughs> me apologizing for the tangent. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So taking it from applying faith to fitness, now applying faith to life on a day-to-day basis. Um, I guess we can start from there and kind of talk about that. Um, I know for me, a big thing that like was a turning point in my, in my faith and how I applied it to my daily life. Um, it really brings me back to high school, my summer of freshman it was after freshman year of high school. It was that summer. Um, I had gone up to Hastings, Michigan on a mission trip and each day. So we were up there for a week. Um, you know, I was with a, a crew of about 10 people. I went with my church. There's probably like 15 other churches that stayed in this high school throughout the week. And, you know, we'd get broken up into crews and we would go do service projects throughout the entire week. Uh, The project that I was tasked with was painting the entire exterior of a house. And I had about 10 other people in my group and each day for lunch, um, part of the whole mission trip organization thing is each day for lunch, we sat down and talked about our God sightings for the day. And this was something that I had never really thought of or had really like taken time throughout my day to analyze um, of how God is working throughout your day-to-day life in the smallest or largest gestures possible. And I mean, this came through us reflecting on, you know, the weather was beautiful. Like, you know, God's looking out for us 
Like it's not raining. It's not 30 degrees outside. Um, you know, the paint is drying pretty fast. So the job's moving fast as well. Um, or it came down to, you know, the person's house that we were painting, he was not a fan of us being there. And as the week went on, he started to warm up to us. And that was probably one of the coolest things um, that came out of that trip. But moral of the story is, is like for me in terms of applying my faith to my daily life, um, I use it a lot through looking at how is God working in various aspects throughout the day, you know, whether that's the fact that I had just woken up that morning or, you know, something, you know, you're hitting every green light to work and you get there faster than you expected, or, you know, you walk into the gym, you're feeling great that day and the numbers are moving very well. Um, for me, that was something that really became a big part of my way of growing in my faith and applying my faith to my daily life. I know we can talk about other things that I do throughout the day or anything like that, but that's the first thing that kind of comes to my mind when doing that. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Like that whole story about the mission trip, like I have a definitely a really similar story. Like a couple of years ago, I went to, to Corpus Christi, Texas after Hurricane Harvey and helped with relief and helped rebuild houses as well. And we did a similar thing like during lunch and like before we started and after the day was over and very similar, like the, the people that were at some of the houses that we went to were appreciative of, uh, appreciative of us being there but weren't necessarily all on board with like, you know, the, the Christ centered thing. And they definitely warmed up to us as well. And like the other thing I just add to what you're saying and what I saw is it really makes you like be even more and word of the day appreciative of God and, and what he's given to us, because, you know, some of these houses were ravished and like some of these people, like they had to go to the bathroom in their neighbor's house because their bathroom was one of them was mold infested because of the water and the other one was just like like half of it was off their house so they had to go to their neighbor's house to use the bathroom and they had like a family room and then like a little bit of their kitchen and then one bedroom for like three people so it just makes you realize you know i've been put in this situation you know not saying i'm more fortunate or i'm luckier than that person because you know who knows that person may come out stronger from that and be a you know, just in as good of a situation as you, but we were fortunate at this time because we've been blessed with good health, with, you know, good, a good situation of, you know, not having a hurricane hitting our house. And that's set us up to be able to apply our faith and apply our strength and our knowledge to help these people get um, back to where they were before. And that's, that's a, a really big blessing if, if you can be put in that, that situation and help people that don't necessarily have as good of a situation to, to get to that level. Um, because at the end of the day, like this journey of life is a hard journey. You know, it has a lot of ups and downs. It has things you don't expect, things you don't want to happen to you necessarily. And being able to have more people that are with you in, in that appreciate you really can help down the road because you never know what's going to happen and I try to use that in my head you know I know some people in high school and college you know they thought they were better than one person you know they thought they were more popular than one person you know I never played into those games because you know God never was like oh you know the 
this group of people was more popular you know in fact the people that were at his table with him the most were you know people that stole you know prostitutes people that were poor and quote unquote like the scum of the earth at that time and that's why you know obviously so many people love jesus and like why so many people were rich and got given with more than what they gave like job um over time because they didn't just apply their faith to the people they liked and the people that were close to them and comfortable they applied it to everyone um and that's how i kind of apply faith to my everyday life you know if i'm at the grocery store or if i'm at school or wherever it may be you know no matter who it is you know you you in my opinion everybody has a 10 out of 10 respect and you have to lose it you know a lot of people think oh you have no respect and you have to gain it well if that was the case none of us would be with god because we can't do anything we, we we can never do enough to live up to exactly what he wanted us to be we're always going to fall short so he's given us a 10 out of 10 respect and and it, it you know may go down from there but at the end of the day we're always going to be a 10 out of 10 respect with him so that that's how i view that's how i apply my like faith to my life because i'm definitely an impatient person that once in a while i'll get a little angry with things i can't control yeah i love i i love what you just said and i got a couple things i want to talk about so the first one i just want to say if you ever have like the opportunity to go on a mission trip or do like a service project whether it's just for the afternoon to go help out a neighbor or taking a week trip to go somewhere and help someone out. Um, I highly recommend it. I went on three mission trips while I was in high school and those are probably some of the most memorable experiences that I'll ever take away from my life. So first of all, just want to say if you ever had that opportunity, take it. Um, it's very humbling. It makes you very appreciative of like what you have and how you live your daily life. And you also create a lot of experience or create a lot of memories that um, you can take away and remember basically the rest of your life. And to kind of like touch on um, a couple of things that you said, Clark. So you, you said, you know, kind of having that glass full of respect whenever you meet someone and giving them, I don't know how to describe this. I guess saying, yeah, you know, whenever you see someone, they have that glass full of respect. Um, a big thing for me is I always, each morning I try to tell myself, like, be the reason that someone believes in the goodness of people and believes in the goodness of God. And it can be in the slightest gestures possible. Um, there's sometimes, you know, when I'm driving, you'll, you like let someone turn right into your lane and, you know, they put their hand up and say, thank you. Like that does not happen very often. <laughs> You're from Illinois. You know, that doesn't happen very often either. Um, but it's one of those things you're like, wow, like that, I like that. And you know, that made, that made my day in a sense, even though it was like a very small gesture, but kind of remembering that and, you know, carrying that on with you and giving that to someone else. Cause again, like you never know whoever you're talking to, whether it's just a simple hi or how's your day, like you don't know what that other person's going through. Um, and especially in today's society, how, how stressful life is with everything we're dealing with between the pandemic and just, just everything in general. Um, be the reason that someone believes in the goodness of people. And another thing that I want to talk about that has really changed for me over the past year is I found myself falling victim to having my initial question being, why is this happening to me? You know, with us having graduation cut early last year, 
you know, leaving senior year super early, not being able to say goodbye to friends or anything like that. Um, I felt like I fell into this mindset for a couple months where I was like, you know, why, why is this happening to me? You know, like, why is God doing this to me? Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, you know, being in that mindset. And it wasn't until I would say close to December where I, November, December, where I started to fall into the mindset of what is this, what is this trying to teach me? And being a student of life, being a student of faith, being a student of other people around you um, has been something that I've kind of taken on as my mantra and trying to carry that with me on a daily basis as well as, you know, not playing the blame game, not pointing fingers as to, you know, something didn't go right. Like, why did this happen to me? Um, What is this trying to teach me? You know, we're bound to fail. I played a sport where if you failed (laughs) seven out of 10 times, if you're, if you're successful three out of 10 times, you're a hall of famer. I I'm used to failure. I'm used to striking out. I'm used to going to slumps. I'm used to, you know, getting pulled from games and stuff like that. Um, But lately in life, it's been, you know, what is this trying to teach me? And it's become such a valuable asset of my mindset and part of my personal growth over the last like several months is trying to build off the failures and the successes and learning from those. I'm off my soapbox. Take, please take that. Oh, dude, that's, that's awesome. Like I, I have nothing to add. The, the thing that I really like that you said is just about like, you know, waving thank you or whatever. First of all, if you don't do that, please start doing that. It's a good gesture. It makes a lot of people smile, even if you don't think so. <laughs> but my point is those friendly things, like, you know, you never, so if you're walking down the street, like me, a lot of people like make fun of me for this sometimes, but like, sometimes if I'm walking down the street and somebody's just walking there, like me, if I just walk by someone and don't say something, you know, not all the time, you know, if you're, if I'm at a store and I'm walking by 40 people, not the case, but if you don't like say hi, or how are you or something like, it's just almost more awkward than not saying anything. Like it's more awkward to not say something in my opinion, which it's just weird. So I'll like get into these little tangents. I mean, Grant knows it. We're all just like say hi to everyone that I see, even if I don't know them and like people laugh about that. And it is kind of funny, but I heard the reason why I started doing that is because I heard a heard a story in church. This was about, oh gosh, like two years, three years, actually two stories because another one just popped into my head. So I think it was two and a half years. I think it was whatever. It doesn't really matter, but I heard it. And there was a guy who committed suicide by jumping off a bridge and the pastorate is called, um, we call, I just called it the yellow box. That's the church that it was in, in Naperville. And Dave Ferguson was the pastor. He said that I always just wondered, like, you know, on the way to that bridge that he was walking to, like, I wonder how many people smiled at him or said hi to him or asked him how his day was, because, you know, who knows if someone did that, you know, maybe that would have changed his mind, whoever the guy was of jumping off the bridge. And that like, really just stuck with me and thought, man, like, you know, what if I'm the person that doesn't say hi, you know? So that kind of like caused me to be more friendly with people and understand, you know, you don't know what everyone's going through. And another story is the teaching pastor, his name was Ian. I don't know his last name, so I can't give him a plug, but um, he said that 
he went to a church group in like seventh grade and there was like a girl there that he had no idea it was her first time there and he just felt like he should have said something and just gone up and said hi but he didn't like build up the courage to do it you know he was comfortable with his friends that he had been going to the church group with a while ago and he's like I'll do it next week and then next week comes along and there was a big moment of silence because that girl got in a car accident and that was like really powerful to me too because he said like hey, I never got the chance to, to talk to her. And what if whatever I said, or just saying hi to her and telling her that someone was there for, her, you know, um, kept her from, you know, driving into that tree. It wasn't a car accident. I think she she took her life driving, which is devastating. Um, so those, those two stories just stick with me. And it's like, hey, you never know what people are going through. And, you know, you're never bigger than someone else just because someone isn't familiar with you or isn't familiar, isn't like part of the group, quote unquote, like, you just never know. So that's, that's why I, I really started to be more friendly with people and really started to like view life in a different lens. I think that's really powerful. Like I, I really do. Um, yeah. I mean, even like kind of applying it to you know, being in the gym too. I mean, people kind of tag people who lift as being very self-conscious or, you know, very caught up in themselves and everything like that which is not the case, but I think a big thing that kind of goes through my mind too is, you know, like when you're in the gym, like most of the time you're, you're not like, you're kind of thinking about yourself a lot and just kind of like thinking about like getting stuff done, but you never like, I'm trying to describe how I want to go about this. The power of a compliment is unparalleled. Um, it to say like, hey, you know, you've been in here grinding, like you're looking good. Looks like you're making some like in extreme progress or just, you know, just saying like, hey, like congrats on like hitting that number or like hitting that set or just, you know, a simple how's your day going. Um, those statements, not only do they only take 10 seconds of your time, it costs zero dollars to make someone's day, to make someone smile. Um, and I think that's what I, I really like about what we're trying to do here with STG as well as, you know, one of the, one of the taglines that we've pegged for our company is make someone smile today, you know, do something great today. And that resonates deeply with me, what I'm trying to do day in and day out. I know with you as well, Clark, I mean, I've been with you firsthand. We're in the grocery store and we're striking up conversations with strangers, but um. I think it's very overlooked at how powerful a compliment can be and how much good it can bring to this world by a simple hello. You know, you're looking good. Keep hitting arms in the gym. We love it. So also, if you don't, so this is something I used to kind of struggle with. If you don't get that compliment, don't think what you're doing is bad because you there's some people which you know grant knows these some people too that <laughs> no matter how much you do how much you lift how much you improve you know you could shrivel you could like balloon up to look like you know russell ori or the you know these big giant power lifters and they're still not going to say anything to you they're still going to compare you to them and make them feel like you're not as strong as them not as big as them like no matter what it hat, no matter what you do or what happens, they're still gonna try and you know insult you or bring you down or whatever. And 
you know, I'll, just don't let that hinder your progress or think, man, like I am doing everything wrong. And that's something I struggled with because I had, I had a couple friends early on in college that, you know, no matter how big I got or how, how much I lifted, they, they weren't going to ever compliment. And, and sometimes, you know, you're just not, you're never going to do enough to please some certain people. So I wouldn't be so upset with something if it doesn't go, like if people don't compliment you, but conversely know that it's kind of stinks sometimes that people don't necessarily say something to you. So be that person that says something to them, you know, those groups of people, you know, they would never say anything to me, but if I notice a little progress, I'd compliment them, you know, cause that's the right thing to do. And, you know, maybe someday it'll click with them and they'll realize it. Don't be afraid to hype yourself up either. No. Don't be your be biggest, afraid. be your, be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. Cause like we, it. yeah, Don't like we said, powerlifting doesn't lie. You know, if you get on the scale and you've gained weight, you've probably gained muscle. So, you know, that, that's, that's evidence enough, not somebody's subjective opinion on whether or not you've gotten bigger. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, and then when you're hitting your max and you go on the way up, mumble their name under your breath and go <laughs> get the rat. And then show them the video clip of you hitting that weight. Yeah, just just send it to them. Don't don't put any caption. Just just send it to them, and then you know maybe if you're feeling up to it, block them after. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> We're trying to spread positivity here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I know. But <laughs> but still, you know, when it's on the story, you know, some there are some people, you know, under the radar. I look for their names to see if they saw it. Yeah. You know, because they know. You know. Oh, they know. Yeah. So, all right, as we wrap this episode up, do you have any advice you want to give to the listeners? Any recap? Anything that stuck with you tonight that they should take away? I think the listeners have probably heard enough of me, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been talking a lot. But I think, yeah, the, my biggest advice is really what you just said is like, don't be your own enemy and don't be afraid to hype yourself up. Like, you're your biggest fan and you know you better than anyone else does. If you think you're making progress and you know, you're making progress, that's all that matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you? Any advice? Just make someone smile today. <laughs> Say hello, you know, pay for someone's coffee that's behind you in the drive-thru. I think I'm going to make that my mission tomorrow. I had, I got to do something tomorrow. So um, I'll, I'll get back to you on the, on the podcast next week after we destroy the powerlifting meet. And uh, I'll talk about my good deed that I did tomorrow morning. So, all right, well, this wraps things up. Um, thank you all for tuning in tonight. Um, Clark and I were super excited to tackle this topic tonight and kind of share some personal stories and give some advice to you all. But uh, I hope you all have a great Monday. We'll be talking to you next week. Next week episode, we'll have a recap of the powerlifting meet. Um, I'm sure you'll be seeing plenty of content of Jesse being out here in Illinois. I know it's probably not as beautiful as California, but definitely excited to have him out here. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Make someone smile today. Do something great today. We'll see you later. Adios. <laughs>